We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, Mahomes running away with the MVP. Travis Kelsey continues to own the Chargers and breakout performances from the Chiefs rookie class. Special guests include Andy Reid, live at noon. Now a man ready to shake what his mama gave him, Cody Tap. Just me and Nick today. Gold is taking the holiday week off. Whole morning show is here. So what's Gold's excuse? Whole morning show. Kling might have landed at four in the morning. I don't know. Can't imagine that time change winning his favor coming back. But that's all right. Nick and I are here. The live stream is up. Right now, you're going to currently see B-Dub's face until Nick decides to step up to the camera. So, B-Dub, I guess, just wave for the people. Say nice things because that's where we are. There is plenty to get to today. The game last night obviously was, as this show at least assumed it would be, close. Tried to warn you. Doesn't matter which team you think is better going into the game. The Chiefs and Chargers games are close. That's just the way these games work. And we got to see the highlight of two good quarterbacks who can make some incredible throws and made some incredible throws late. Keenan Allen made a great play late. Kind of felt like maybe that was the Chargers' chance to win it. But as we know, when you have an elite quarterback and you leave them time on the clock, there's a certain percentage of the time they are just going to come back and win the game on you. And that's what last night was. Yeah, but haven't they, haven't teams seen enough by now you should come up with a way to stop them? Who, Mahomes or Kelsey? Mahomes, well, both. Because um, Kelsey would be the actual answer. Be like, hey, man, he's throwing to a bunch of guys named, like, Justin, right? But bunch of just, like, NFL guys who... Wait, what do you mean, Justin? Barely make... Well, that just doesn't seem like an NFL player's name, Justin. Seems so, like... That sounds like a regular, everyday person. So you don't think people named Justin can be good in the NFL? Like Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. It feel, feels like this is specifically a shot at Justin Watson. <laughs> Maybe. Like it's a very but it doesn't really matter. Sky Moore was less productive than Justin Watson at this point of the season. Yeah, but, but his name but is Sky. But Sky sounds like a guy who'd be an NFL wide receiver. Justin? That just sounds like, a, you know, like any other guy's yeah, name. Justin, like Brad. Justin Blackman. Well, he, he didn't have that much success in the NFL. Well, college, though. You know. Yeah, he was pretty good in college. But he, I was like, say, I wouldn't bring him up in the NFL circles. A lot of DUIs. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't go so well. Yeah, that didn't go so great. We'll talk about Travis Kelsey coming up in just a minute. But obviously, last night, it's pretty simple. 
Patrick Mahomes last night in the come-from-behind win against their divisional rival won the MVP. Play the breaking news, Sander Nick. Patrick Mahomes is the 2022 NFL MVP. You might be thinking I'm calling this too early, similar to when I told you after the Week 2 matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers Week 3 matchup that I said the Chiefs had already won the division. Well, now that's sealed. That fate is done. And they have won the division. And then we're getting there. Someone pointing out Justin Jefferson, by the way, who really is one of the league's best wide receivers. I probably shouldn't have taken a shot at Justin's. All pro, two years into the league. Horrible mistake by me. The best. But when you when you look at what we saw last night, he really did win it. How's he going to lose it? He's on pace for 5,500 yards, 48 touchdowns, and 11 picks. He has the storyline that is he lost one of the NFL's elite wide receivers, one of the NFL's elite weapons who's on pace to break NFL records himself in his new home. And none of it has stopped him. And then he had that drive last night in the fourth quarter, which is the kind of things you have to have. And in any given season, I think this is what happens with chiefs fans or just fans in general. You think it's supposed to be hundred percent success rate. And you watched him fail in a similar spot against Buffalo throw an interception instead and an inability to go down there and score and win that game. And then last night he got another crack at it, and guess what? He won it. Because more often than not, those great quarterbacks like Mahomes are going to get you. And it's not, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even supposed to be a shot necessarily Justin Watson. But the fact he went out there with, because Kadarius Tony left in the game pretty early. So let's just do the quick math here. Juju Smith-Schuster is their number one wide receiver. McCall Hardman is their number three wide receiver just based on yards they're projected at, which means their number four wide receiver at this point, we probably think is Kadarius Tony. So he's out. So they're at one, three and four at the wide receiver position. And they still went out there, dropped 31, won the game late, completed passes on that final drive, got multiple big third down conversions to sky Moore. They did everything you want out of it. And that's great. And that, and all of that's great, but also, the text line's bringing up a lot of good points that there are so many good Justins in the NFL, and the fact that you tried to take a shot at Justins can't just be swept under the rug. <laughs> There's so many people in the text. Justin Houston. Justin Herbert. Justin, Justin Houston, who has, Justin what, nine Reed and a half sacks this year? Justin, Justin Tuck. Uh, Justin Tucker, right? The greatest kicker of all time. I remember Justin. my shot at Justins. I should have chosen a different name. There are so many. Think about this, too. There are so many names. And so many of them don't play in the NFL, yet there are just all pros and future Hall of Famers named Justin that for some reason you decided to start with. And I don't think we're going to be able to at least immediately come back from that. No, the, the whole show, the whole, the whole show's derailed now because yeah, I, I made one shot at a Justin. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to let it slide. Okay, well, we can, can we talk about it later or is this going to go the exact same way? So just just as a quick reminder, the last time it was just the two of us. On a three-day work week leading into Thanksgiving, we decided to start the week by taking in money from people when I kind of flippantly said that if they gave us enough money, I would create a shot-for-shot remake of a Creed the Band halftime performance only to receive so much funds. I remember this. That we had no choice but to complete the act. Are we going to let this Justin thing derail us the way that that did? I don't think that that derailed us. I think that propelled us <laughs> to, to, to even better things. Uh-huh. Oh, 
Okay, well, I don't know how we can create any kind of bigger content out of Justin. I'm not eating an egg salad sandwich on the live stream again. I already did that on Friday. By oh, the yeah, way, how'd that go, by the way? How'd the stomach? Not great. Did really? not sit well. Nope. Really? Turns out I was inside of an hour and a half on the toilet. It, it, was, it's not, it didn't sit good, man. Are you? It, it went through you an hour and well, 90 minutes? Is that or something else, man? I don't know what to tell you. That was the amount of time it took from... That moment to stomach felt bad. That's not healthy. That's not healthy to for your body to process food that quickly. I think I can make an argument that Rob Collins uh, gave me food poisoning. He, he food wow. poisoned me. Rob doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would do that. <laughs> not on purpose. He just went and tried to go get some egg salad. And unfortunately, it did not sit well with my intestines. Uh-huh. And as a result, I felt poorly. It went over quick. It was fine. It wasn't like I was down for the count the entire night. But So with Mahomes now, we do this every week where it's like, okay, well, another MVP moment. Because I refuse to believe that last night was his MVP moment. Why be- not? Because he's had seven of them this year. And I don't, I don't mean this as a slight to him. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. It's that he is doing – remember the flip pass to Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the Bucks game? Like that was supposed to be the most insane play we've seen all season. He's had four or five of those this year. So why would I believe that next week versus the Rams, he's not going to have another one where we say, oh, there it was again. There was Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP again and making plays that nobody else in the league is making. I think because it's everything all encompassing. The Rams don't matter anymore, Nick. They're not important. Um, They stink. They're, they're They're just straight up not a good football team. They really aren't. They're just, they're not a good football team. And they're not going to be at any point this year. It's the NFL or whatever, so I'm not saying they can't lose to the Rams on Sunday, but it is a unimportant football game. Last night had Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek, which was already part of the MVP story, but then without his other great wide receivers, him and his guy Kelsey just doing their thing like they've been doing for five years. It was the Chargers. It kept the streak alive of Patrick Mahomes has never lost a road divisional game. It kept the streak of live of now that he has 25 consecutive November and December wins. It all built into this one big pot. And you're right. He technically can continue that streak of November against the Rams. And he can continue that road divisional streak later against the Raiders and Broncos, who are two teams we don't care about. That wasn't the one we were talking about winning on the road this year once we got into the season. Did you see how happy Derek Carr was to get to three and seven last night? He was practically giddy. We earned that Sunday night football game. We really did. Oh, God, yeah. For sitting through Broncos Raiders. I'm shocked that Nathaniel Hackett is still employed. Shocked. Somebody pointing out that maybe my viscera towards Justin's is because Justin Timberlake once told me I looked like S. Do you think that that's why I immediately tried to attack other Justins? No. I think that you I think you love the Justin Timberlake story. I think you're still happy that Justin Timberlake acknowledged you, which you have every right to be. <laughs> Even if it's to tell you how terrible you look. Yeah, in fairness, it was a good moment for me overall. Despite look at me. I'm look, like Justin Timberlake walks up to you and says, Look at me. I'm so handsome. What's your problem? <laughs> That's essentially what that comment felt like. Why aren't you more handsome? You know what's so odd now is with Mahomes being uh, what what is it minus one forty minus one sixty in the MVP yeah. race? Massive plus five hundred is the next closest, which so is Jalen, which is Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts statistically isn't even there. I still think if the Bills 
reel off a bunch of wins. Josh Allen's going to put himself back in the mix. But statistically, you're going to need Mahomes to regress quite a bit. And now you look at Travis Kelsey. We've talked all year about Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill being the offensive player of the year. Travis Kelsey's right in the mix as well. Like someone at the text line brought up, imagine that Mahomes wins MVP, Kelsey wins offensive player of the year, Chris Jones wins defensive player of the year because he had another big moment at the end of the game, which is like the sixth time this year he's done it. All of these guys, it's not just the impressive stats, Cody. It's the moments. It is late game, critical junctures, making huge plays, game-winning plays. How many other players can you say that about around the league where they're not just putting up the stats they're giving you the moments that you need to win these awards. Well, in the not just win the awards, this is what comes down to the Chiefs anyway. Guess what we talk about the playoffs? Star players play and play big in big games, right? This was a big game for Kansas City. It effectively won the AFC West. It's a divisional opponent. All the weight we just said we put on it. And Chris Jones had a sack and a half or two sacks. Patrick Mahomes had 300 yards and three touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey had 115 yards and three touchdowns. Their stars played like stars. Yeah, and when you say MVP moment for Mahomes, you have to be more specific in that game last night. The, which which moment? The whole thing? Because there were about four or five that you could choose from. That throw to Jody Fortson was up there. God, that, that was throw. I think that was I think the best throw of the night. It was I by mean, either quarterback. I mean, that was dropped in a bucket. Even Jody Fortson seems surprised at the tight end. It's You know what it is? It's the combination of the throw and who he was throwing it to. He's like, you know what? I don't care that you're up against a corner 40 yards down the field. I'm throwing it to you anyway, and I'm going to throw it so well, you have no choice but to catch it. You don't even have an option. This ball's just given to you, and you have no say. Because, that I mean, you want your star players playing like stars in big moments. Chris Jones, like, and that's the thing. They're three most expensive players. And I understand that Orlando Brown probably makes a little more than Kelsey, but big contracts, right? They're three most important players last night. 300 yards, three touchdowns, a game-winning drive. He's on pace for 5,500 yards and 48 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had 115 yards and three touchdowns. He's on pace, Nick, for 1,450 yards and 19 touchdowns, which would lead the NFL, obviously. And Chris Jones who after what some people were trying to convince me was a slow start to the season, and I would never buy, is now on pace for 15 and a half sacks. His career high. So it's like, I feel like I've got no complaints about where they're spending their money right now. And all we talked about in the offseason, in the shift from what you had with, with Tyree Kill and Tyron Matthew, was that it was going to be with all of the rookies and the guys on sort of cheaper contracts that you brought in as free agents, that it was going to be more about depth this year. It was going to be more about just co- sort of spreading the love, and it's not going to be one guy. Well, the three best players on the team are looking like not just stars, Cody, because that's what you need. If you have highly paid players, yeah, you don't just need them to play well. You need them to play at an elite level. There's nobody playing better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Nope. I don't know if there's a better pass catcher in the NFL than Travis Kelsey right now. Well, and Chris Jones is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. Because the, yeah, God, it just it doesn't get any better than that. The Kelsey thing is interesting because you specifically, I think your wording there was intentional. Travis Kelsey is the best pass catcher in the NFL or playing as the best pass catcher in the NFL means you'd like to do what I did last year. You'd like to bring the wide receivers into this conversation in the sense that you don't have to say he's a wide receiver, which was the argument I had made last year. But he's as good as those guys. Bring in any of those conversations. Bring in Hill, Justin Jefferson, whoever. 
He is equally dangerous as a weapon, is what I assume you were saying there. I'm saying I would, if, if you tell me this year, I would take him over any wide receiver. Like, if I have an offense, if I'm starting an offense from scratch. And you got to go is, one year. Yeah. There is no receiver I would take over him. He is that much of a game changer. He's not Tyreek Hill in that he's not going to take the top off a of defense. And the stat lines may look a little bit different because he's not going to have three 60-yard catches in one game. But the reliability on third down, like third and seven, the other team knows where the ball is going. They have their best defender, the Chargers. There may not be a better defender on the planet, better suited to defend Travis Kelsey one-on-one than Derwin James is. And yet, end of game, need to have it. Derwin James one-on-one, crossing pattern, there's not much to it. Kelsey gets a step on him, touchdown game over. And that's not a one-off. We've seen this year after year, and it looks like he is somehow at age 33 elevated his game to a new level where you remove Tyree Kill from the equation, Cody. So it makes it even easier to know what the Chiefs are going to do. There's no Juju Smith-Schuster last night, so everybody knew you're going to Travis yeah. Kelsey. He got 10 targets, 6 catches, 118 yards, 3 touchdowns. He had what are you supposed to do about him? Nothing. There is no – he is one of the few players in the NFL you just don't have, a, you don't have an answer for. The Derwin James part, it's like if Frankenstein decided to build a new monster, but his only goal was to guard Travis Kelsey, Derwin James is who he'd build. Like, ah, that's it. Uh, I'm going to do this. And he had two catches. He only had two catches against two of his six came against Derwin James. Both Nick for touchdowns. Both of them. And then every other time they forgot to put Derwin James on him and not forgot. The Chiefs move Kelsey around. You can't just put Derwin James on Travis Kelsey the entire game. No one's defensive game plan works that way. You can't operate that way. But on those few plays when it wasn't Derwin James, oops. Because I think the the stuff that always stands out, because it's easy to just do the, like, Travis Kelsey's great. 913-586-7610. We'd just get a bevy of text and phone calls. It would be a very easy conversation, Nick. We wouldn't have to go back and forth even that much. We'd all agree and and just share our favorite Travis Kelsey moments. But honestly, I think the the thing that always stands out about him and the reason why I have firmly taken this stance and I don't and I honestly I don't I think I've tried to make it I don't do it as hyperbole for the radio like I'm just trying to make a point. I legitimately do not think Travis Kelsey's production is going to dip for at least 5 years because the way he plays is not 38. The way he plays is not (laughs) faster than every guy on the field. He moves in a way that confuses defenders. He makes them look slow. Sometimes I don't even think he's moving that fast, and he makes them look slow. They're confused by what he does. He is better using his body, using his skill set, than any receiver in the NFL. He's great at that. He confuses defenders. They make mistakes. That sideline touchdown up the side, There were three guys who could have taken Kelsey down or got him out of bounds, and he scored. He's Mahomes' escapability in that way. We talk about him on that run where Mahomes is always one step faster than the closest defender. That's it. Kelsey does that, but at the tight end position. It doesn't matter if it's a corner or a safety or a linebacker. He just makes them miss all the time. To me, that's a skill that translates with time. Like, it's not – like, speed can fade, right? And his will – even his will go down some. He's just better than anyone who's ever done it. Like, anytime I watch these, I'm like, it must be nice. He's better than anyone's ever done it, and we can just keep watching it. What do you think his worst game of the year? I, I have, the, I have the, the stat line. 
Do you can you think of a bad game that he's played this year or the game where he had I don't know the least amount of an I, impact? I would I guess I would guess the Colts. That would be incorrect. It would actually be the first Chargers game. Five catches for 51 yards. That was his worst game this season? Five catches for 51 yards. And you remember the play where he got power slammed by Derwin James was near the goal line setting up a scoring situation for the Chiefs. So it's like even when the statistical, uh, the the stat lines aren't as impressive as others, like he makes game-winning plays in critical junctures. So it's like really tough to look back on it. You look back on the box score and say it was bad, but... Yeah, the the Colts game four for fifty eight in a touchdown. He had seven for twenty five against the Raiders, but as a reminder, he had four touchdowns in that game. Yeah, so that's the lowest receiving total of the season. Touchdowns, but he uh, he parlayed that with four scores. So I don't know what you are to do with him because even when the numbers aren't there, he makes the big plays when you need him, and that is the total package. Like we can get into the other receivers that you would talk about in this situation: Justin Jefferson, um, Tyreek Hill. But I'll tell you what, I I think if you had reversed, like just imagine a, a world where Travis Kelsey is traded in the offseason and this team has Tyreek Hill, I don't think they're as successful as they've been this year. They're not. Like, it, it's not even a think. I, I don't ever, like, I'm not looking forward to the day of seeing what the offense looks like without Travis Kelsey. Like, I've now seen it without Tyreek Hill. It's fine. Any wide receiver runs out of town, I at least know what the peak version of the offense could look like. Just as long as Travis Kelsey is here. That's what I need to know. I was worried, Nick, that we were bordering on a conversation that we were going to have to talk about penalties today. Like, that we were going to have to make a big feature piece. The very first seven 50-50 calls all went to the Chargers. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. We're going to have to do this. Including a phantom call on the aforementioned Creed Humphrey. Like, that one made no sense. The guy just threw his arms up. He's like, "I'm, I'm being held. You're nowhere near the play. No one's holding you. But it's just, I every year, I assume, and I think Mike Pereira put it this way, every year I feel like refereeing is worse. right? Like I watched that Chiefs game last night, and I'm like, God, this is so bad. It's an all-time low. And then I try to decide, Nick, if I'm thinking that or if it's real. And then I've decided that it's real. And the reason why refereeing is getting worse every single year is they ask them to do too much. Just too much. It's too big of a job. There's like a gajillion things they have to do in a single game. It's too much. It's kind of like somebody. They need more people or something. It's interesting because somebody brought up the idea that uh, police officers shouldn't have to give out speeding tickets. That should be somebody else. So is that this kind of the equivalent of that? It's like, let somebody else handle the speeding tickets, a different entity, and let them just handle like major crimes. Well, like, for instance, how about the two guys who handle the, uh, the chains, the dumbest conceivable thing that the NFL still does. How about those guys are also watching for holding or something, right? Let them get in on the conversation and let's like you watch a smaller quadrant of the field. Dude, that's not, I know a guy who runs the chains for like my old barber. When I lived in Lawrence, my barber, my barber was on the chain gang. That KU makes football. it seem even dumber that they do that. And he's a what great kind man. of training hey, did he get? And he's a great man. And he gave me a hell of a haircut. But I don't know that we should be giving him more power in football games. Well, they could trade him. You know, I'm sure somebody else would like a good referee salary. It's a dangerous slope. It's a dangerous game you're playing. Fine, do the sky judge, whatever. Take some off their plate. Or let's just agree to call less penalties. What about? Let's let everyone get away with more. What if this is, see, I thought you were going to go a little bit more reckless with this. What if this is because of legalized gambling? 
and it's fixed. Yeah, it's all fixed. That's what you want to go with. Well, it's always it's always been fixed, but now it's even more fixed. It's maximum. Fixed. It's maximum fixed. Max level fixed. Okay. All I, the refs are betting on games. And they wanted that game to be close because they all had money well, on they, the, well, the they, Chargers point spread. All, I'm just thinking out loud right now. Uh, Vegas is paying them off. I was once again last night, by the way, disappointed that I don't. I, I like where I live, but I was disappointed I didn't live in Kansas because when Kansas City got down, when they were trailing in that game and all of a sudden you could get Kansas or you get the Chiefs like minus two and a half. How many times have we said on the show, Nick, the second the Chiefs are down, bet them on them, bet them. And then if they get down more, double down, bet more. <laughs> Anytime the Chiefs are down in a game, bet. And then because that's the best odds you're going to get them at. Mm-hmm. And then if they get down more, bet again. Because that's even better odds than you got before, and they're still going to win this football game because that's what it is every time. I hope you live bet the game again last night. I didn't, but I hit every single prop bet. I hit the Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. I hit the over on Travis Kelsey, 76. I mean, that was easy money. Yeah. I hit the over on Isaiah Pacheco receiving yards. I hit the over on Justin Watson. It was a fruitful night which I don't say very often on Sundays. Usually I make money on Saturdays, give it all back on Sundays. This weekend, I made the books pay, and that was a good feeling. Are we going to bet on the World Cup today? Gosh. Might as well. Now that I got some extra cash to toy around with. Do you want to put some on USA? We going to bet some money on USA? Uh, Any time goal scorer? They're underdogs versus Wales, correct? Correct. Doesn't Wales have a really good player? Uh, They do, but so does the U.S. They also have a very good player. Okay, who's better? We could also live bet Senegal in the Netherlands right now if you want. I actually do have a sizable wager on Senegal. I'm in a World Cup pool, oh. and I ended up with Senegal and uh, Croatia. Didn't have a high pick, so <laughs> we're going to need some stuff to happen. What, what about those two selections make it seem like? No, nah, Croatia can play. I mean, you be okay. Hey, no, 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 wait a minute. Well, I think you just kind of said something there, but I don't think you really know anything about Croatia. You said Sen- Croatia can play. Like, do you actually know anything about Croatia soccer? I've just seen them play in the world stage before, and they're not a laughing stock. That's about what I know. Okay. How bad are they ranked? They're in the World Cup. How bad can they be? <laughs> well, it's all relative to the teams that I'll are actually this. good. I'll say this. I sound more informed on the World Cup than Jason Garrett on the broadcast last night, who couldn't even pronounce Christian Pulisic's name. What do you, do, do you say? Like, oh, God, I can't, I can't even butcher it the way he butchered it. You know what? We'll find it so we can play it for the audio fun back. Hey, because... and somebody on the text line is saying that USA is actually a favorite versus Wales. I thought they were an underdog too. Get your, get your facts straight. I'm not the soccer guy, objectively, so this is your, this is your territory. We're not the soccer show. Let's just be Well, they're underdogs here. in the other two match. In the other two matches. I, thought they, I guess they thought they were in all three. Hmm. Well, the U.S. men's national team has not had a great history of World Cup play. So, of course, they didn't even play in the last one. So, we'll get past that. We'll maybe watch some of that later. I think our live stream's coming up. We've got our live stream of the show right now, but a live stream of some of the other hosts watching the U.S. take on Wales today at 1 will be taking place on all of 610's channel, so keep an eye out for that as well. When we come back, there was a major storyline that I think we'd have preferred, but more importantly, it's become a big storyline in the NFL. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in here in Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and of course the Odyssey app. Live stream stays up as well. Six consecutive days. We've made it into week two, Nick. It functions. Is that the only barometer of success? Really, I just wanted to make sure it didn't, like, completely collapse. Remember when I had spent all that time on it, and then the very first time we tried to turn it on, it all just, like, crumbled? And I thought, that can't be good. And, I and believe then 30 you, minutes later, it was I believe fine. your theory was that so many people <laughs> were trying to watch it. That, okay. we, that we had crashed Facebook or Twitter or Twitch's servers. Yeah, yeah. That was my working theory. Not like not like video game streamers who have 12 million people watching, but us on the first day of live uh, streaming a sports radio show. When 17 people tried to tune in. Right. It's not and, important. The servers couldn't handle it. You know what? We might have broken it on, you know, the servers handled it on Friday when I finally ate that sandwich. That mm. was a good payout by Rob, by the way. Great. I mean, some people just get the show. Rob yeah. gets the show. What did you do with the rest of those Modellos? They're in the fridge. I saved them. You saved them for here? Yeah, I left. I didn't. I didn't go home right after the show, so I couldn't take them anywhere. We just kind of crack them on Wednesday, I guess. We can crack them right well, now. Why? You want. why? Do you want one right now? Well, well, we don't have to turn into gold. Someone on the text line pointing out from the nine one three. So gold is off all week, and his Twitter shows he's hanging out at bars during the day watching soccer. Yeah. At ten thirty a.m. I'm happy for him. He's gonna be ripped by one. Do you think gold gets? When's the last time you think gold got good and day drunk? I don't know. He doesn't have to work all week, so. What better time than the present? That's a fair point. Do you think he's there with someone or just him? Just him watching soccer at a bar, having a drink, live betting sports? I don't, Gold is an independent man. I could see, like, he would have no problem just going to a bar by himself. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't either, but some people would maybe be, like, they, you need to have, like, a companion, a drinking buddy. Well, I, could see, I could see Gold just going and making friends. I think if I'm drinking at 1030 in the morning, I need a buddy. Because if I don't, then I start questioning. I think Gold is better at that than you and I. Like, yeah. he could just go to a bar and make friends. Because he'll just start talking. Yeah, and I want to not talk to people when I get there, unless I already know them. Yeah, it's a great quality to have. <laughs> For someone who talks on the radio all the time. There was a major storyline coming out of this game that I hadn't anticipated it coming into it, at least from an in-game perspective. Injuries. Not just the ones the Chiefs went into the game with, but what they came out with. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, high ankle sprain. Juan Thornhill left the game. We had the hamstring issue with Kadarius Toney. Multiple players for the Chargers, including Mike Williams, who was already coming into the game injured, 
had to leave and no longer played for a remainder of the game. And they already had Keenan Allen on a pitch count. And it comes down to one very simple thing. Just how bad is SoFi Field? Because the Chargers have 15 players on the injured reserve. And the Rams have 14. Yeah, I looked these up. And the Chiefs lost three players in the middle of the game. Like, I mean, just over and over and over again. Injuries to every single player, non-contact, just running around doing stuff that eventually causes injuries. And it kind of comes back to this same thing where you, you realize kind of over and over again why the NFL players have decided to start talking about it, and you know that it won't make a difference, which is you have to admit, Nick, you've heard players talk more this year about wanting all grass fields than ever before. And it has to be because of fields like SoFi. Or fields like the Cardinals. Yeah, but why is it happening more this year? Or is it happening more this year? They just players are talking about it more. I, I, I just assume that maybe the care of these fields is going down because you're right. It's not like the Lions haven't been playing indoors the forever. NFLPA, well, the Vikings haven't been playing indoors forever. So what's the issue now? They released a statement. What was that last week or two weeks ago where it was specific to a type of turf? Yeah. Right, they weren't just saying ban all turf fields. They were say, talking about banning a specific type of turf. And I remember Travis Kelsey and his brother were talking about this on their podcast. And Travis Kelsey said his mind was blown because he didn't know there were multiple types of turf. He thought it was just turf or grass. So that goes to show that most of these players or the players association is not being kept in the loop about uh, groundskeeping maintenance, all the different things that teams are doing with their fields. But when the injuries start to mount and just look at the chiefs specifically, how many different turf or turf related injuries have we had to talk about this year, whether well, it was Trent McDuffie, McDuffie, yeah. McDuffie week one in Arizona. And like, it's tough when you don't know anything about these fields and you don't know anything about injuries, it's really tough to draw conclusions to say, well, they are getting injured because but of the Andy playing surface. But Andy specifically blamed the Cardinals playing yeah. surface for those that one. He injuries. did that one. He did specifically talk about, he hasn't spoken today. He'll speak exclusively here at noon on 610 sports radio. But I mean, he blamed their field of the last one and everyone else in the NFL is blaming SoFi. So I almost don't need Andy to blame SoFi for this one, Nick. There's been other injuries that have occurred this year. And Andy and other people haven't gone out of the way to be like, well, it's the field, right? That that guy can't stay healthy. But there's a couple of times when it's fairly obvious it's the field. That's the issue here. That we're having to watch a game and the Chiefs keep losing players for weeks because the field sucks. Like, and I get it. The Chiefs used to spray paint their concrete, frozen tundra, dirt patch of a field in the middle of the 80s and stuff too, in the 90s too. But it's just, to me, this is like a cost thing. You as an owner need to be responsible enough to understand that the certain amount of, because some of it is this, Nick, it's you build these stadiums and then you want them to be used for everything. In SoFi's case, you have to take that turf out. Well, how many times a year, right? For an Adele concert or Taylor Swift or Billy Joel or whatever. How many times do you have to keep messing with your field surface in order to host the other things you want to host? Because you built a $2.5 billion thing. When you build a $2.5 billion thing, it makes it very difficult to keep that field in the condition it needs to be all the time. And I think that's what's happening at SoFi. We're seeing the downfall of big multi-purpose things. Not occasional multi-purpose things like Arrowhead is currently. But when you build that brand new shiny thing and you want a lot of stuff to come to it.
explain that to me like I'm five years old because I don't understand why having a grass field is going to be exponentially more expensive than having a turf field if you want to have all these different events. Well, my guess is is that the sheer number of events would keep it make it difficult to keep the grass alive. So like a couple of years ago, Kansas City had a, uh, a Lauren Hill concert uh, on the field. I don't remember why, but they did. And it took because of like how long the equipment was on there and it was just directly on the grass. Eh, the grass kind of looked bad for a little bit. It right? looked bad? Like, it didn't play as well. I think even the, the groundskeepers were a little embarrassed by how it was playing at the time. Some dead spots, a little softer or give or whatever here or there. I would guess that if you just kept putting big, heavy things on it, it would be a, pro- be a problem. So, uh, yeah, a couple things from the text line. First off, Arizona doesn't have a turf field. They have grass. They have grass. It was just horribly maintained. Correct. That's why Andy Reid was, was angry about it after. I mean, he straight up said that the maintenance of the field was not up to NFL standards. And uh, somebody from the 816, the... The type of turf that the NFLPA demanded that be banned immediately is the slit tur- slit film turf, which, again, I didn't know was a thing. Travis Kelsey didn't even know it was a thing. He's like, I, jo- I thought it was grass or turf. But now you get to the point where, aside from the turf stuff, like nothing's going to change. Guys aren't going to be sitting out. Like teams, Everything's going to go on as preceded. And honestly, a year from now, I don't think any teams are actually going to get rid of the turf field that are currently aren't already planning on doing it. We're just going to stop talking about it. The injuries for the Chiefs are getting to the point where they're making you a little bit uneasy, correct? Yeah. What do you mean, a little uneasy? They're without three of their top four wide receivers. Lost one Thornhill in the middle of the game. Well, they still won. They still beat a, a probable playoff team. So that's why I say... Like if, if they had if they had gotten all those injuries and they got washed by twenty points, then this would be like the number one thing everybody's talking about today. Yes, but instead they just put three tight ends on the field and put up thirty points and beat the Chargers. But what if one of those tight ends gets hurt? They got a fourth tight end. He is hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different though. It happened before this season, at least on that end. The Chiefs' schedule, by the way, is very favorable. That's the other part. Sure, that Cincinnati game looks a bit daunting, especially if you don't have. Your entire secondary, but I mean, generally speaking, you have to feel somewhat good about where you are and how things are going at this moment. There was another big storyline out of the game, and for the first time, we get to come into the show and have something nice to say. For the old teacher adage, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. We could have pretty much not talked about Sky more the entire season, and now we get to. He mattered. He had big third down catches. He showed a skill set that they talked about when they drafted him. He shook Derwin James for a third and eight reception. And I think the the thing that makes you feel good, because the text line, are you going to stop at this sky more slander? I'm like, first, this show has defended him more than most in the sense that we've said he's not existed this year, but we're not counting him but out. The three of, of the three of us on the show, you have dismissed him the most. So I just said 2022 was over for him. I didn't say, I said specifically. Are you walking back that statement? Uh, well, boy, the injuries make it so he might matter more. Maybe. I might half walk it back. But aside from injuries, didn't it just kind of look like he belonged last night? It did. It looked like, you know what it was? Like this wasn't just because there was nobody else out there, so Mahomes had to force feed it to him because he was one of two receivers. For the Chiefs, it was that. Once he had a role, he looked good in it. He looked good. 
Like his route running looked crisp. He was separating pretty consistent. He did not look like a rookie. He did not look like somebody who was trying to feel stuff out. He looked like a guy who belonged. I guess what's what's confused is like, why doesn't he have a role then, Nick? Like, why did this point has any? You know, they found a role for Kadarius Tony like that. I mean, it just like in the playbook immediately. Oh, I'm not saying that last night. I'm not saying that last night means that we can rewrite everything that's happened up until this season, up until this point, and say, well, he was always ready. He just wasn't getting the opportunity. No, last night, an extended playing time, and sometimes maybe that's what it takes, is just extended looks. You get more comfortable. You're not looking over your shoulder. You're not worried about doing one thing wrong and knowing that they're not going to put you back in for the rest of the game. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I'm just saying in the extended playing time that he got, he made the most of that opportunity. He didn't look like someone no. who was just thrust into a role he wasn't ready for. No, he looked he looked like an NFL caliber wide receiver for the first time in his NFL career. And he seemed to be happy to celebrate that. If you noticed, he showed a lot of emotion in that game for every catch he made. And he made some difficult ones. One of those third down catches was him like sliding down low to the ground, making a difficult grab. And he... And, and I told you, the other one was shaking Derwin James. Like, to, this, this highlighted, in a way, their depth at wide receiver. Because to be absent what they had and still find 120 yards combined between Justin Watson and Sky Moore after you force-fed Kelsey a little bit, right? Because he's the guy. Sky Moore looked to me like the best receiver, receiver, receiver on the field last night for the Chiefs. Like, a big chunk of that game, I'm like, wow, he's the best wide receiver for them right now. That's nice. Because he was making the big third down catches. It wasn't all chunk yardage like Justin Watson. It wasn't a perfect pass like the Jody Fortson catch. I mean, outside of Kelsey, he looked like, wow, this guy can really play. And honestly, I hadn't seen that yet. It was just reassuring to be like, good, I don't have to write him off. Everything we've been saying of, let's give him time before we decide his career's over or he's a bust because we've seen other rookie wide receivers succeed was true last night because he looked like he belonged. I don't know what this means for him moving forward because I'm not to the point where I'm going to take that game and say that this means we should be expecting to see him be a bigger part of the offense. Because I, that's, that's, that would go against everything that we know. Under I guess Andy other Reed. than one no game, Nicole for a month and we don't know how long Tony is going to be out. One, yeah, and I would assume Juju is going to be back. Probably. I would assume he'll be back. The, the question becomes, who is he going to play ahead of if everyone is healthy? Because we can talk about the regular season, but if Sky Moore is not playing a significant role on this team in the postseason, then this is just a converse. This is just time fill. You know, yeah, but it is. You know what it is? I saw enough last night, Nick, that if for a snap, let's say the guy, all the guys he's behind, right? There's a snap and they're gassed. They just had to run down the field. The offense has been on the field two times in a row. And Sky Moore is getting ready to get his series, right, Nick? He's getting ready to get his five plays. Well, at least I know he's not dead weight out there. Before, he was just running routes for exercise, right? He yep. just getting a jog in. He wasn't doing, he wasn't contributing to the offense. At least I know that's plausible now. What's interesting is the way that Juju being out impacted the pecking order of the wide receiver room. Because what if I told you that the number one receiver last night was not Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has been the number two all year, right? Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You don't just say, okay, number two, now you're number one. Number three, you're number two. No, Marquez played the same role he's played all year, and Justin Watson was the number one. And I think we have to start thinking about this wide receiver room, not in terms of like who's the one, who's the two, who's the three, but who the roles that you're going to play. 
Juju, as we know, with his size and his skill set, he is not Tyreek Hill. They're not yeah. having him do the same things. In fact, they're kind of using him as like an, a tight end. They use him a lot across the middle because he's a big body possession receiver. Kind of Marquez is a deep. Sammy. Yeah, Marquez yeah. is a deep threat. So when Juju's out, you don't just take Marquez and say you're Juju now. It's like no, you do what you do. We're going to find someone else to fill that Juju role. So Justin Watson doing that tells me that Marquez has a very specific role on this team, and it is not changing week to week, even if his production's not there, because he hasn't done much since that 111-yard game he had against San Francisco. The last three weeks, he has five catches for 90 yards. Yep. So the production does not seem to impact his playing time, which tells me his job's safe. When Juju comes back, his job's safe. So you really have to ask yourself, who is Sky Moore playing over? Could he play over McColl when healthy? Is he going to jump Kadarius Toney, who we all thought we were locking in as the third receiver? He gets injured. Now all of a sudden, Sky jumps in. I'm just, I'm not ready to say that anybody's role is going to change because I think if this whole team is healthy, it's going to be Juju. MVS, Nicole Hardman. I don't think we have enough data to suggest that all of a sudden everything's up in flux. Nick's notable notes. All right, Cody. I want to go around the rest of the NFL. Talk yes, about please. some of the big things that happen a week after stealing maybe the biggest, best, most impressive win of the year. Uh, Minnesota, back down to earth. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, back to being Kirk Cousins. 40-3, to the Cowboys win in Minneapolis. It felt like the week before when they beat the Bills, it was more of the Bills beating themselves. Josh Allen being backed up against the end zone. A play that like he feels you feel like he would be better at or more suited to succeed in than any other quarterback. Yeah, you'd think so. He screwed it up, fumbles the ball. Vikings win. So are we back to where we started with them, where it's just like, hey, congrats on the nice record, but nobody's actually going to take you seriously in the playoff hunt? A little bit of that, yes. But here's surprising take for me. I don't think that game was Kirk Cousins' fault. There was a stat that put that game into perspective for me. The Patrick Mahomes, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, you probably don't want to hear from that again. Remember how much uh, Patrick Mahomes was pressured in that game, Nick? Constantly. Pressured on 38% of his dropbacks in that game. In the game last night, Kirk Cousins was pressured in 67%. Nearly double of the pressure rate of the Tampa Bay Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. He got massacred, murdered. By the NFL's best pass rush. Okay. I hear you. I hear you, man. But also, counterpoint, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, like, I'm not actively seeking out reasons to dismiss a poor performance from Kirk Cousins. No, that's more than It's that. more so in line with what I've come to expect from him. Ipso facto, Kirk Cousins stinks. The Vikings are not legitimate NFC contenders. Going into the season, I really thought that Dallas was one of the best teams in the NFC. They looked at last night. They just occasionally show the inconsistencies that a lot of teams show, right? You just wouldn't see coming. But, yeah, I think we can probably put them in the – if we're going to do fraud alert tomorrow, then we could probably have a serious conversation about Minnesota. Okay, speaking of fraud alert, the Jets – the Patriots was the worst game of the NFL slate. And unfortunately, a lot of people who don't have Sunday ticket or red zone, that was the only option because that was the nationally televised game, right? Why not? Divisional matchup, East Coast, Boston, New York, 
Who doesn't want to watch that? Answer, Cody. Everybody. Because those are the two of the most unwatchable offenses in the NFL. The Jets led by Zach Wilson, who mustered up a measly. How many points did the Jets score again? Can you three remind the audience? Yeah, three points from the New York Jets after the game. Zach Wilson, the quarterback, was asked whether or not he feels like he let the Jets defense down. One word answer, Cody. No. No, he did not feel like that. So I don't know. He didn't elaborate on that. So we're left to sort of piece did together you? what we think he meant by that. Uh, that's a pretty tough answer for an offense that mustered up three points. Well, and there was a story coming out of people who cover the team that said the team was getting frustrated with him because, like, he was essentially walking around the locker room like, it's not on me. You're like, um, what? Wait, what do you mean he was walking around the locker room? Like, that, the, the suggestion in the article is that players were getting mad because he was walking with an air of confidence that suggested he really did believe this loss wasn't on me. I did everything I was supposed to do. You losers better get in line. So, Which I would just, by the way, not going to go great in a three-point loss. I'm I'm convinced that pretty much any other quarterback in the NFL could have won them that game. Like Sam yes. Darnold, if Sam Darnold were back. Sam Darnold? If Sam Darnold were back Sam in New Ghost. York, do you think he could have won that game? I think almost any quarterback could have. I mean, all you have to do is score one touchdown. All you needed was one field goal. What do you mean? Do you know Do you know Zach Wilson Statlin off the top of your head? Uh, I think he has like no. no, no. Four no, no, no. passing touchdowns? Yeah. Oh, you mean for the game? So four passing. Oh, had like 70 So yeah, yards four passing touchdowns or one less than Patrick Mahomes had after one game this season. But yes, uh, yesterday's game, nine for 22, 77 yards for Zach Wilson. I repeat, I'm pretty sure any quarterback could have won that game. Vinny Pasquantino's back with us tomorrow, right? Yes. He's going to have to answer for this. <laughs> answer for your guy, Zach Wilson. Hey, we're, we're throwing Vinny into the fire. And he's had the Two ability weeks. to take a lot of victory laps this year. A lot of victory laps, and that's that's rare for a Jets fan. But as he returns from his European vacation, I think he's going to have to answer for what's actually happening in New York because Zach Wilson is not the answer. Honestly, it's pretty impressive they have a winning record considering he has 1,200 yards, four touchdowns, and five picks on the season. Kudos. Also, Bill Belichick legitimately enjoys playing football games like that. It brings him joy. I know, and it gives me pain. It brings me pain. Because I don't want Bill Belichick to win, and I don't want the boring football gods to win. All right, the Bills are back. The Bills won after a two-game losing streak. I get it. It was against the Browns. We're not going to really talk about it all that much, but it felt like maybe a slide was coming. People are starting to talk about Josh Will, Josh Allen. The turnover woes from earlier in his career were returning. We can stop with all that nonsense, right? Because it's back to being the Chiefs and the Bills and then a massive gap between the rest of the AFC and those two teams. Correct. That's the just simple reality of who it is. Like, we, we started to talk ourselves into the fact that, like, oh, the Ravens, like, the Ravens do have a very easy schedule, which is kind of my point because, Cody, they scored 13 points yesterday and they won because they played the Carolina Panthers. And that's what they're going to continue to do. They're going to rack up wins. Same thing with the Titans because they're in a credit division. We're going to continue to look at those two teams and say, wow, look at the impressive records. They're right there neck and neck with the Chiefs and the Bills. We got to stop that, right? Most likely based on, I mean, I think this Thursday's game could be interesting because tight turnaround, weird week. Maybe things kind of cycle back into each other. But yeah, that's the case. I can't believe you in that entire thing and didn't mention how happy Derek Carr was to get to three wins. That, that big Raiders Broncos. I can't up. believe that we've made it an hour into the show and you're not giving live updates on UMKC basketball that I have to find out from the text <laughs> line that the ruse who were 18 point underdogs are currently beating Toledo. 
I didn't even have a bet on him. I told as him three and zero on betting UMKC this year. As the preeminent UMKC insider here on Cody and Gold, as a man who was wearing a UMKC true. jacket into the office today, you're a fraud. It's I'm what a you fraud are. because you're I didn't get an update on the Toledo score. You, not the Toledo score on the UMKC score. If Kansas was playing a basketball game right now, you damn sure I'm locked in. They lock, and I'm giving live updates. They lock, they lock the spread. They wouldn't even let you bet on it right now. Yeah. They're like, no, we can't. We one don't know what's going biggest, on in this game. One of the game. biggest upsets of the college basketball season. And you've got nothing for us. It's a shame. Okay. Shameful. Okay. Send us to break, will you? Okay. Biggest upsets of the college basketball season. That's where we're going. 18-point underdogs. When we come back, the Chiefs suffered an injury at running back. But Isaiah Pacheco got the workload for the second straight game, and it went well. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.